hundreds of thousands, I guess, of uh, Communist Party officials, uh, all sorts of people, teachers who have to who go out and teach Communist Party uh, ideology. They're sort of Communist Party, you know, hacks. I mean, that's perhaps a bit unfair, but I mean, you know, there's a huge industry in China teaching Communist Party ideology and the people who who are going to teach that and pass it on. That's called scientific socialism. But there's another branch of what's called, what they call Western Marxism, which is completely different. I mean, where they study, you know, British Marxism, American Marxists, French, German, it's very, very broad and and scholarly and very high quality, actually, very good. And that is, you know, as long as it doesn't become too politicized in the Chinese context, that's allowed to just go its own way. And it doesn't interact with uh, Chinese, um, what they call, you know, Socialism with Chinese characteristics, which is a wonderful phrase, uh, which has yeah. very little, almost nothing to do with Marx or Marxism, yeah. is um, yeah. you know these are just two separate worlds. Yeah, no, it's interesting. It's interesting to hear. Just to cycle back, um, you uh, you did also visit the USSR, and there you um, I remember you told me once how. Um, this was, I think, in either the late seventies or the or maybe the early mid eighties, mid eighties, mid eighties, and how depressing the visit it was. Oh God, it was it was so different to China. I mean, China was vibrant, alive. I mean, even within you know, definite, it's an authoritarian country within limit, limits. But the Soviet Union, that which was right at the, it was the beginning of the Gorbachev. Era. I didn't even want yeah. to go to the Soviet Union actually before things began to liberalise. But I thought I'll go and have a look. And it was the most. Depre- it was a police state. I mean, that was the difference. Yeah. China is not yeah. a police state. I mean, there are you know there are very definite police controls, but it's really had a completely different atmosphere. One felt surveyed. One felt, con- you know, everybody who I talked to obviously felt scared and. and and you know, and very constrained in what they could say, which I have a feeling I've never had in China. Uh, totally different atmosphere. Totally different atmosphere. Uh, and was that a that was a kind of an academic trip? No, no, that trip, was. Uh, it was a. It was just a tourist. I mean, a, a group. It's the only time I've ever been on a tourist group tour. I think. Um, and um, <laughs> but I did arrange. Uh, when I was there, I tried. It took me a lot of doing, but I arranged to meet philosophers as, insofar as I could. I had a very amusing meeting with. Um, I'd arranged to meet a group of philosophers in in as it was then Leningrad, and yeah. um, we. I was told to go to this um, sort of palace um, where I think it was the uh, Institute of Philosophy or something had its had its headquarters. So I arrive in this building and go up. I mean, sort of ushered in upstairs, and there's a big, big room, and the light. These poor philosophers were all sitting in the dark. They didn't even switch the lights on until yeah. I arrived. But then they switched the lights on, and these people. I mean, it was impossible to talk to them. They were like tape record. They were just mouthing official doctrine which they clearly didn't really believe in i mean you know it was just they were just complete sort of hacks and robots and yeah. then when i finished 
and then we left the building. And then they all sort of ran out after me and tried to get free books off me and right. <laughs> anything yeah. I could. It was a terribly depressing experience. I, you know, they, yeah. But there's been a flourishing of Russian philosophy, actually, since, and of Marx, you know, the, the sort of some... Uh, Mar- earlier Marxist philosophers who were per- very persecuted under the Soviet regime, people like Ilyenkov, who's a really interesting yeah. and important Hegelian Marxist philosopher who who, who was driven to suicide yeah. uh, under the Soviet regime, has been revived. And there's, you know, so it's very small, I think, current Marxist philosophy in Russia, but it's a lot more interesting than it than it was under the Soviet regime. Well, hello, listener. I hope you like what you're hearing. It's a short excerpt from an episode that's available only to subscribers. Want to support BungaCast and get at least two original episodes a month? Sign up at patreon.com slash BungaCast right now. $5 a month patrons get access to exclusive episodes like our in-depth analyses of present history. You know, the big stuff that's happening right now as well as chats with our regular guests, extended interviews with the key thinkers trying to understand our world today, and much more. For $10 a month, you join the BungoCast Reading Club, the place for those of us who are serious about equipping ourselves with the necessary intellectual tools for understanding the world and seeking to change it. Phil, George, and myself, Alex, look forward to seeing you there. Patreon.com slash BungoCast.